Welcome to Impact Church, and those of you that are here, those of you that are watching online, we're excited that you're here today. We've got a lot of stuff going on, a new season coming up here in the fall, and going to be a lot of, we're excited about our new iGroups that are going to be launching the week of September the 10th, so don't forget about that, and next week we should have uh, pretty much all of the information out at Impact Central for you, so that you can get all the information that you need to choose which group you want to be a part of this fall. One thing I want to do, if you're here today... We started this last week, and I think it's important to do because a lot of times we think uh, maybe that things just get done around here, and it actually takes some people to get the things done around here. Can I get an amen? It takes some people. It takes some people doing some stuff to make all this happen. So if you're here today and you serve on our host team, we have a host team. We have people in the parking lot when you come in, people at the front doors, working the cafe, the Impact Store, Impact Central, all of this stuff going on. So if you're here today, will you just slip your hand up if you've served in any capacity on the host team? I know a lot of you serve today. I know there's more of you than that. All right, there's some back here at the back. I know we have a lot of people that serve on the host team. Can we just give a hand for all those that are giving up their time? And their energy to make this happen and make impact a success and, and just help people feel welcomed and provide everything that you need when you get here. So we encourage you, if you're not serving anywhere, we have a lot of, uh, we have a ton of incredible opportunities on the host team and iKids. You can make an impact in their lives over there, uh, serving once a month or on a rotation. We have our setup and teardown teams. We have a lot of stuff that you can be a part of. So we encourage you. I believe it's important to be connected and be plugged in and be serving. Can I get an amen? A little bit better amen than that. There we go. That's, that's a little bit better. It's important to be serving uh, and doing things for other people. Sometimes it's really good to take our eyes off of ourselves and think, what can I do for you? What can I do to serve you? What can I do to serve the kids? What can I do to make you feel welcome when you come to church today? How can I make an impact in somebody else's life? And so don't forget about that. Be sure and get more information. Get plugged in. Begin serving. Last weekend, we began a new series uh, called Filters. And I know a lot of you, even on your note sheet today, that is what is on the front of it. Uh, but can I tell you, we're going to step away for one week from this series called Filters. And I'm going to preach a message to you that God put on my heart this past week. And I believe that it's going it's, it's to spur you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to challenge you. It might step on your toes just a little bit, but that's all right. Everybody put your feet back down on the ground so I can get all over them today. All right. It's going to be a good day, but I want, to, I want to speak a message to you that God gave me this last week. I was actually getting prepared for week two of filters, and in, one, in a moment of uh, just praying and worshiping, uh, I started just writing all kinds of stuff down on a notepad because I felt like the Lord said, no, this is what you need to talk about this Sunday. And so that's what we're going to talk about here in just a couple of minutes, and I'm going to try to communicate this in, uh, uh, as clearly as I can and in a short amount of time as I can so I can be respectful of your time. But I remember, as I was thinking about what, what God put on my heart, I remembered multiple instances. My wife and I used to be student pastors or youth pastors, whatever, whatever you're used to calling it. And I remember we would take, during the summer, we took a lot of trips with the, the students. And I remember going to Six Flags and amusement parks. I don't know if you've ever heard of Magic Springs, which is in Hot Springs, Arkansas. But there, there are all these amusement parks or Hurricane Harbor. And, and I remember taking... To taking the students to Six Flags this one time, 
and we're there and we're split up in groups and we're all riding these rides and we're excited, you know, and some of the lines are incredibly long because it's summer and everybody's going to Six Flags during the summer. And so there were some rides that we didn't ride, my wife and I, and at the end of the day, we get back to the buses and we're about to load up and leave. And all of these students are talking about, oh, did you ride this ride? And No, I didn't ride that one. Oh, did you ride this ride? No, I didn't ride that one. We waited in line for three hours to get on this ride. I'm like, I rode three rides in the time that you were waiting three hours to get on one. But there was this sense of missing out on something because they were so excited about the ride that they had ridden. And I was like, man, I wish I'd have just waited in line and just stood out in the heat a little bit to ride that ride because it seems like it was a really good ride. And I felt like I just missed out. It's like, can we just do this whole day over again? Because I want to go back and ride that because everybody is so excited about this one ride that they rode on this day. You feel like you just been, have you ever done something or not done something because of what it might cost you? And later on you regretted it? In, in the moment, standing in line, I felt like I'm not willing to pay the price of 110 degrees on asphalt to ride one ride. You know, we're looking for the lines that have the canopies over them, you know, the little misters that come down on you while you're standing in line because you know it gets hot when it's June and July in Arlington, Texas at Six Flags when it's all black asphalt everywhere. And you just, it just burns up. And I wasn't really, I wasn't willing to stand in the line to get what everybody else enjoyed so much. Have you ever done that? Have you ever not done something because there was going to be a price you had to pay or it was going to cost you something? And you thought, well, I'll just skip out on this one. It's raining. Oh, I'm about to, I'm about to get on you right now. It's, it's raining today. And so we're not going to go to church. It's raining I'm not willing to pay I'm not willing to pay the cost of getting out in the rain to go to church. You know I love y'all. You know I do. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't say something like that, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding for real. But it's there's a lot of things in our life that we're not willing to to pay a price to be able to get when it might be the most enjoyable and it might be the most fun and it might be the most beneficial thing for you, but we miss out because we weren't willing to pay the price. I was thinking this last week also about a text that I received a couple of years ago. It's been almost two years ago. And I had a friend that was getting married and wanted me to perform the wedding. And for his bachelor party, him and all of the guys in his, his dad and all the guys in the wedding party, and he even invited me, everybody was going to go skydiving. Now, I don't know if you've ever been skydiving. Has anybody ever been skydiving? We got a few crazy people. That's awesome. But being, so, so I get this text mes message that says, hey, this is what we're doing on this day. We'd love for you to go. And I thought about it and talked to Amanda about it. And, and she was actually trying to talk me into doing it. And being the wise individual that I am, I respectfully declined to go skydiving as a part of this group. Now, how many of you know, when I saw the pictures and the videos that I felt like I had missed the opportunity of a lifetime because I didn't, come on, you remember this? I didn't seize the opportunity in the lifetime of the opportunity. And so I missed out on something, and I later on regretted it. 
I remember that instance very, very well. Have you ever been invited to a pool party or to a party at the lake and you didn't bring your swimsuit? <laughs> just, just this last summer. Well, we're still in summer. It feels like this weather is crazy, and so it doesn't even feel like summer anymore. But just a few months ago, we were invited. Um, our nephew was having a party and Broken Bow at the lake. And I thought, we're getting ready to go to this party. And I'm like, I'm not going to swim. I'm not going to get in the water. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be people all standing around talking or whatever. And so I didn't, even, I didn't even bring anything to be able to get into the water. And when you get there and you see everybody else in the water... And every, all the kids are having fun, and they're squirting each other, and there's some adults in there, and they're just relaxing, and you're out here burning up, and it's 103 degrees, and everybody else is in the water. You kind of wish you'd have brought something to be able to get in the water. You feel like you're, you're missing out. I wish I would have brought what I needed to bring to be able to get in the water. And so what I want to talk to you about for just a few minutes today is two words that the Lord gave me this week, and it's simply this. Get in. Get in. Everybody, look to your neighbor. Look to your neighbor. Come on, everybody participate and tell them, get in. You need to get in. You need to get in. I want to talk to you about this subject today and I want to start here in the Word of God, and I want to take us somewhere that I believe is where God wants us to go today. And so we're going to start in Luke 14. You can follow along on the screen behind me, starting in verse 15. It says, One of the people at the table with Jesus heard him say those things. So he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in God's kingdom. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a big dinner. I love Jesus because Jesus tells stories that help us relate to what he was trying, the point that he was trying to get across to them in those days and to us as individuals today. A certain man was preparing a big dinner. He invited many guests. Then the day of the dinner arrived. He sent his servant to those who had been invited. The servant told them, come, everything is ready now. But they all had the same idea. They began to make excuses. The first one said, I have just bought a field. I have to go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen. I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. Now, we're not going to go into why he might not have been able to come after he just got married. That's a message for a whole other day right there, all right? <laughs> but these individuals who were invited to the dinner, made excuses once the dinner was ready as to why they can't come. Well, I just got married and so I can't come. I just bought some ox and I got to go try it out. I just bought a brand new car and we're going, we're going joyriding today and so we can't, we can't come to that. I just bought this and I'm going to go try it out. Just bought the new Xbox and I got to sit at home for the next three days and play on the Xbox instead of doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. They made excuses as to why they were not going to be at the dinner that they were invited to. In these verses, we, we read, and I believe we see a time when God is preparing something incredible for people, 
And the individuals that he was preparing it for decided that they didn't want in on it. They didn't want to get in. They weren't willing to leave this over here and leave this over here and leave my pride back here so that I can get in on, on, on what, what God is wanting to do. They made excuses. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And I believe that I'm on an assignment today and I have been sent here on this day to extend to you an invitation. And I'm going to tell you what it's for here in just a minute. I believe that God has sent me here to preach a message that is going to an invitation for you today. It's not by accident that you're sitting in a chair in this church today. Can I just tell you that? Because I tried to put this message off. Well, God, we're in a series right now. Don't you know how this works? <laughs> we're in a series, and we got to stick with the topic for the next three weeks. And so give me until Labor Day weekend, and then we'll preach on what you want me to preach on. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about this for the next few moments. And I believe that, that today God is inviting you to get in. For the, for the next few moments, I want to share with you a little bit about what I believe God showed me this last week. And, and it started with this. I was thinking about, I was talking to some people before church even, and I was talking about how I'm so ready for fall. Is anybody ready for fall? By the time August rolls around, everybody's like, dear Lord Jesus, can we just get October or some cooler weather or something here in Texas? I'm, I'm ready for fall. I'm excited about the fall season. I love fall. I love going into the holidays. That's, that's like my favorite time of year. Football, can I get an amen? Football is right around the corner. Some of us are watching preseason games that ain't nobody good playing just because it's on TV and we can watch football. <laughs> football is just around the corner, and I'm ready for fall. But this is, what, this is what the Lord told me this last week, that just as we're about to go into physically a new season, our church and your life is about to go into a new season. Some of y'all aren't with me yet. I'm going to come talk to y'all over here. Maybe y'all got it. Just like we're about to enter into a new season physically, God said that you and me and this church are about to enter into a new season. Does anybody... <laughs> They kind of got it, but I'm going to come over here to the middle. <laughs> I'm going to come over here to the middle. Just like we're about to physically enter into a new season, you are about to enter into a new season. I'm about to enter into a new season. Now, I'm not trying to leave y'all out. Y'all just, just look like you got it. But just like we're about to go into physically a new season, your life and my life and the life of this church is about to go into a new season. Now, I will tell you this. I don't have all the specific details, but I do know this one thing that God told me this last week. At the beginning of this year, if you were here, if you were part of our church in January, I preached a message on, I don't remember what day it was, but it was right around the beginning of the year, on taking ground. Does anybody remember God's word for our church this year was taking ground? Now, some of you have forgotten that. If you're like me, some of you have forgotten that. And some of you think 
well, I've taken some ground and I've seen this happen and I've seen that happen. And there are others of you sitting here thinking, I haven't seen nothing. (laughs) Not a thing. And I believe that God told me to tell you today that the year ain't over. (laughs) We're just... We're just in August, and just like we're about to go into a new season, you're about to go into a new season, and if you don't give up, my Bible tells me that if I don't give up, I will reap a harvest when due season, when it's God's timing, when it's His perfect timing, when it's what He wants for me in my life and my family, that I will reap the harvest that He promised in due season. Don't give up. Don't give up. There's still ground to be taken in your life. There's still ground to be taken in my life. There's still things that God is going to call you to do before this year is up. The year is not over. It's still 2017 for another five months. We still got time. We still have time. God's still got time and his timing is perfect all the time the devil might think that he has you too discouraged and you might have come in here today and you might you might be feeling a little bit discouraged about your situation or your circumstance or the thing that you put before God at the beginning of the year that hasn't happened yet and the enemy thinks I I have you right where I want you. You're going to give up on this and you're not going to keep believing for this and you're not going to keep praying for it and you're not going to keep seeking God for it. I've got you right where I want you. He might think he's caused you to give up. But today, I'm here to revive the things in your life that you spoke over your life back in January that maybe you forgot about But you spoke it in January in faith. And just because it's August and you haven't seen it yet doesn't mean it's not coming. Doesn't mean that God still doesn't have your miracle or your healing or your financial blessing or your family member. It doesn't mean that God still doesn't have them right where he wants them right now on August the 13th, 2017. We're entering into a new season. I believe God is about to do some pretty incredible things in your life, in our church, in my life, in our families in this next season. And I'm and I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you to get in. Because you have a choice. When God puts something before you and somebody gives you an invitation, you have a choice. And you don't have to get in. But if you want all that God has for you, I'm here to tell you today to get in. To get in. That today is the turning point when you say, all right, today I'm going to get in. I'm going to get in and I'm going to believe that God is going to do what he said he was going to do. It may not be in my timing, but in his timing, when it's perfect, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. You got to get in. Now, how many of you know that just because the Lord wants to do something incredible in your life and in our church, that the devil is not going to roll over 
and say, I guess we're not going to get them. I guess they're just not going to give up. I guess they're just going to keep believing no matter what we do. So let's just move on to somebody else and start messing with somebody else and try to get somebody else discouraged. No, he's going to work on you. I know this is encouraging today, but he's going to work on you more than he's been working on you. If today you make the decision to get in, can I just tell you it's not going to be an easy decision. It's not going to be the easy thing to do. Now, you can take the easy way out, and you can leave here today and say, well, if it happens, it happens. If God wants to do it, he'll do it. I'm really not going to worry about it anymore. I thought it would happen by now. I thought that mountain would have been moved. I thought I'd already been healed. I thought we'd already been to this place. I thought my family would have already been in church. I thought all this stuff would have happened. You can walk out of here like that. Or you can walk out of here saying, no matter what it costs me, no matter what the price is, and no matter what the devil tries to throw my way, he will not win in my life, and he will not take away the promise that God has already given me. I'm standing on it, and I'm claiming it, and I'm declaring it, and it will happen as God said it was going to happen. But you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. The enemy's not going to just roll over because you make the decision to get in today. He's probably going to turn the heat up a little bit in your life, as a matter of fact. Things that you've been thinking were a temptation, they're really going to be a temptation when you leave here today. You've been trying not to gossip, guess what you're going to feel like doing today? You're going to go to lunch and you're going to see somebody and think, oh, look at them. I don't know. (laughs) And you're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted. Because the enemy is probably going to turn the heat up a little bit in your life when you make this decision. You start believing for big things from God and the enemy will come at you from every angle to try to get your focus off. We got to get our focus right today. We got to get focused on the right thing. This is the part that I like. Even though the enemy, even though the enemy is going to try to fight you, and he's going to throw everything your way to try to get you to give up on what God told you is going to happen. He's going to try everything in his power to get you to do that. But can I just tell you today that he's already been defeated? So, so some of y'all, some of y'all got that. Maybe I didn't say it in a loud enough voice for y'all to get it. Even though the enemy is going to turn up the heat in your life when you make this decision today, and you say, you know what, I'm standing on God's word, and I'm standing on what he told me is going to happen, and it's going to happen. And I may not see it right now, and I may not feel it right now, but it's going to happen. And devil, you've already been defeated. The Bible says, the Bible says that he walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. <laughs> I like to picture him as a lion with no teeth. He just gonna, he just wants to roar, <laughs> just roar and try to scare you, and roar and try to get you into fear. And roar, try to get you discouraged. And roar, and when he opens his mouth, you're like, (laughs) you ain't even got no teeth. I don't even know, I don't know why I'm even scared of you. 
Because you have no teeth. You're all bark and no bite. You think, you think, and here's the thing. He knows he's already defeated. And he knows that the, the, the God that you serve and the God who already told you what's going to happen is greater than he is. And he knows where he's going. But he's going to try to get you discouraged so that you don't walk in the fullness of life that God intended for you to have from the very beginning of time before you were ever even born. He's going to try to discourage you and get your focus off. But he's already been defeated. Sometimes we just need to remind him. You've already been defeated. You don't have any power. Where, like, where is your, like, what are you going to do to me? What are you going to do to me that my God cannot handle? What are you going to do to me that my God cannot take care of? What are you going to do to me? I could go on, I could go on and on all day with this point, but I got to move on because I want to get you out of here enough time to eat. Y'all going to be hungry. So since the enemy's not going to just roll over, God gave me these three things, and I want you to write these down because you're going to need these. And once again, I know I told you this last week, it's going to sound so simple, but it sounds simpler than it is. And you're going to have to fight for this. These are three things you're going to have to fight to do in this next season. You're going to have to fight it. Here's the first one. Pray more. You're going to have to pray more. And I'm going to have to pray more. And some of y'all are like, wow, prayer. Yes, that's a great Christian thing to do. Let's all pray. No, I'm talking about you're going to have to pray. This, this was when I was writing this stuff down, right, on my desk. And I'm thinking, wow, God, you know, this is, this is good stuff. You know, this is, this is great stuff for me to take hold of and, and actually do whatever. And God said, no, <laughs> you're really going to have to do it. You're going to have to pray more. Because right now, if you're like me and you're in your flesh, sometimes I don't feel like praying. And sometimes it's a struggle for me to even get three words out of my mouth when I'm like, you know, I need to spend some time in prayer. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to pray. Some of y'all are thinking, wow, you're my pastor. You don't even know how to pray. <laughs> sometimes you just, get in a, you just get in a place where you don't even know what to say. You don't know, things might be, be looking so bad in your situation or in your family, your circumstance, or you're so discouraged that you don't even know how to pray right now. But God said, that's the reason why you're going to have to pray more. If you want to get in on what God is about to do in your life, you're going to have to pray more. So you can just take however often you've been praying, and you're going to have to pray more. And I would even say it like this, you're going to have to pray, this is a church word, fervently. You're going to have to pray with passion. You're going to have to pray believing what you're praying. You're going to have to pray just thinking, you know what? God is going to do what I'm praying right now. What I'm asking him for, it's going to happen. And you're going to have to pray in that way. we got to pray more. Isn't it crazy that even in my own life, and I know I believe this to be true in your life, that when things get tough, when things get difficult, when, we, when you make this decision today that you're going to get in on what God has for you in this next season and things get tough this next week because of the decision that you made, isn't it interesting that the, one of the first things to go is prayer? We, we start off believing 
God is going to do it, and we're praying for it, and we're praying for it, and we pray for a little bit, and then we get discouraged. Things get tough. Things get difficult. And one of the first things to do to go is prayer. And a lot of times we think we're praying, but what we're really doing is just thinking about it. A lot of times I think I'm praying, but all I'm really doing is just thinking about it. And what happens when I think about it is I try to come up with my own solution. I try to come up with a way that I can make this work, and I can help God out. And well, maybe maybe I just need to <laughs> maybe I just need to do this to make this better, to make this better, so that I can just kind of help God out. I need to get you know, oh, I need to help God do what God said He would do. Now God will tell you to do things. God's not going to let you be lazy. Maybe that's a revelation. <laughs> God's not going to let you be lazy. You're, there are going to be some things you're going to have to do. But when you stop praying and you start thinking about it, you start coming up with your own ideas and your own solutions and how you're going to make this work and how this is going to work out for you because of what you can do. Can I just tell you today, it has nothing to do with what you can do. You Getting all that God has for you in this next season is all about God and very little about you. You've got to do what God tells you to do. And one of those things I'm telling you right now is you're going to have to pray more. If you want in, you're going to have to pray more. You're going to have to pray and be serious when you pray. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes the situation. It changes your perspective. It changes your habits. It changes an outcome of things. Do you believe that God hears you when you pray? Do you believe that God hears you when you pray? Then why don't we pray like it? In this next season, why don't we act like we believe that God hears us when we pray? And let's pray from that position that God, I know you're hearing me right now, and you know my heart, and you know what you told me, and I know what you told me, and I'm believing for it and standing on it, and I know you're right with me every step of the way. And I'm going to pray through in this situation. We're going to have to spend more time in prayer. If you need a breakthrough, pray. If you need provision, pray. If you need a new perspective, pray. If you need a new love and passion for Jesus, pray. Pray when you feel like it. Pray when you don't. Pray when things are good. Pray when things are bad. Pray all the time. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. Now, I don't think you have to be on your knees all the time, 24-7 praying, but you can be in an atmosphere, in a condition in your heart where you are praying and in prayer and believing God for what God said and told you all the time. And we've got to get there. We've got to pray more. Here's, here's number two. Worship more. Worship more. We're going to have to pray more. And we're going to have to worship more. Have you ever just not felt like worshiping? You ever, just, you ever just come to church and it's been a rough week and it's like, God, I really don't want to lift my hands right now. We were just arguing on the way to church and I really don't want to worship right now. I don't know what's going to happen at my job tomorrow and so I really just don't want, you ever just felt like not worshiping? Or am I the only one? You just knew that's what you should do, but you just didn't feel like doing it. Can I doing it? Can I tell you, the most important time for you to worship is when you don't feel like worshiping. When you don't feel like worshiping, and you're you're in your you're in your house or you're in your car. I love to worship in my car because nobody's around. You're just all alone. You just crank the just crank it up. 
and worship. You can't even hear yourself sing because the music's so loud. I love to worship in my vehicle. But there are a lot of times you just, you just don't feel like worshiping. You just don't feel like it. And I believe God told me to tell you today that that's when you need to be doing it the most. When you don't feel like it, you just got to make up your mind that, you know what? I don't feel like it, but this is probably when I need it the most right now. And so I'm going to push through and I'm going to worship even when I don't feel like worshiping. I'm going to worship more. Worship changes the atmosphere of a room. When we enter into worship here, the whole atmosphere of this room changes. Something shifts when you enter into a time of worship. Worship changes the atmosphere of a situation. Worship changes your focus and my focus and puts it on God. We talked about this just a few weeks ago. That when you, when you worship, it takes your eyes off of you and puts them on God. It takes your eyes off of what your struggle is, what your pain is, what your hurt is, what your situation is, what your circumstance is. and says, God, I'm putting my focus on you because me sitting here worrying about it can't change it anyway. So I'm going to put my focus on God and I'm going to worship more. Worship changes the receptiveness of your heart. When you worship God and you take your eyes off of you and you put them on Him, it changes the condition of your heart for you to be able to receive what God wants to tell you. It's the same way here. When we worship and you enter into worship, it, it, it puts your heart in a position to hear what God is about to tell you. It changes things. Worship changes the atmosphere of our heart and our life and a room. And I would just say today, if you need hope, worship. If, if you're feeling like things are hopeless, worship. If you're struggling with frustration over your situation, worship. I've had a bad day today, but I'm going to worship. Things didn't go my way, but I'm going to worship. I don't feel like worshiping right now, but guess what? I'm going to worship. I'm not seeing the results that I thought I would see, but I'm going to worship. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm going to worship. The devil's coming at me with everything right now, but I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship no matter what. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I don't care. I don't care what the devil throws at me. I don't care what he puts in front of my face. I don't care what he tries to put in my mind. No weapon formed against me will prosper. God works all things together for the good. So whatever you've been going through right now, God wants to take it and use it for good in your life. Sometimes we just got to worship. You don't know what to pray and you feel like you need to pray, just, just start worshiping. Just start worshiping. You don't know what to say, just turn on some worship music and start worshiping. You don't know what to do in a situation, just start worshiping. My kids are acting crazy, but I'm going to worship. <laughs> the doctor's report doesn't look good, but I'm going to worship. Everything seems to be against me right now, but I'm going to worship. You're not going to take away my worship. You're not going to take away, you're not taking it away. I'm going to worship in the good and I'm going to worship in the bad. I'm going to worship when I can see it and I'm going to worship when I cannot see it. I said this a couple of weeks ago, I believe, but I I I I believe this with all of my heart that a lot of times your breakthrough 
is on the other side of you making the decision to worship. When I don't feel like it, I'm going to worship. And sometimes I think sometimes I think God is just just waiting. We're not waiting on God. So there's a lot of times God's just waiting on you. And he said, when you make the decision to just get in, and no matter what your circumstance looks like, you're going to serve me and you're going to pray and you're going to worship, then a lot of times you'll see your breakthrough right around the corner. So we got to pray more, we got to worship more, and here's number three. Another church word for you. I'll define it. You got to intercede more. You got to intercede more. Now let me tell you the definition of the word intercede. It simply means to intervene on behalf of another. To intervene on behalf of another. Does anybody have a family member or a spouse or a child or somebody extended family or a coworker or a friend that, that you would really like to see experience Jesus? Can I, can I tell you, I think it can happen in this next season if you will intercede more for them. If you will take time to pray more for them. If you'll be intentional about the time that you spend in prayer and whatever, whoever that person is that God has put on your heart and you know, I know I'm going to see them come to Christ. I know I'm going to see them get saved. I know it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it and I'm going to stand in the gap for that person. They may not even know that they need Jesus right now, but they're going to know before the end of this day because I'm going to pray so hard and intercede on their behalf and intervene on their behalf that they're going to they're going to feel something. They may not even be in the same room as me, but they're going to feel it and they're going to know that Jesus is real because I'm going to I'm going to be that intentional about it. You got to pray more, worship more, and intercede more. Do you, here's, here's, the, here's the bottom line today. I'm giving you an invitation to get in on something that I believe God is about to do. But it is not going to be easy. Because everything that God told me to tell you today is stuff that you got to do. Fights that you have to, you have to stand up and say, I'm going to fight and I want to pray more. I'm going to fight and I'm going to worship more. I'm going to fight and I'm going to intercede more for that person. To me, that doesn't say that we're going to be able to sit back and just let God do whatever he wants to do and that, and that everything's just going to fall into place and do this. God is God and God can do whatever he wants to do and God is all powerful and if he wants to do it that way. He can do it that way, but that's not what he told me to tell you today. If you want it and you want in, you got to get in. And you got to make up your mind today because I'm telling you, you're going to leave here today and tomorrow all hell's going to break loose in your life because you made the decision to get in on what God is about to do in this next season. And tomorrow when it happens, you'll think, Gabe told me that was going to happen. <laughs> somebody's going to have a, and I'm not speaking it into existence, but I'm just telling you the way the enemy works. Somebody's going to have a flat tire. Somebody's car's going to break down. Somebody's going to be late to work. Somebody, something's not going to work out the way you thought it was going to work out. Something's going to go the wrong direction. And the enemy's going to say, maybe if I do this and get them on this side, maybe they'll give up on what God told them that's going to happen. Maybe they'll get discouraged. And I, can I just tell you what you need to do is you need to look back at the devil and say, not today, devil. 
Not to, I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't care what you I don't care what you put what thought you put in my mind. I don't care what you do to me. I don't care what you bring against me. I'm going to quote it again. No weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't mean that no weapon's going to be formed cuz I can tell you it's going to be formed. The enemy's not going to give up, but no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon. So you can just look back at the devil and say, you've already been defeated and you know that and you're a loser. <laughs> you're a loser. And everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie, so whatever you're telling me right now is a lie. The fact that he says in your mind it's not going to happen, <laughs> there's only one direction the enemy goes. And it's lying and deceiving. And so I'm telling you today, don't believe, don't give in, don't give up, don't get discouraged, don't look at your situation and think that it's helpless because God is telling you right now that it is not. That nothing is impossible for him. All things are possible with God. And so I want you to get in. Get in. Here's how we can sum all of this up this morning. I believe we have this on the screen. You can write this down. We have to win the war in the spiritual. If you want what God has for you, you have to win the war in the spiritual. And the way that you're going to do that is you're going to pray more, worship more, and intercede more. There's a war. I, I heard this just this last week in a teaching um, online. It was a conference. And this pastor, he said, a lot of times we underestimate the fact that everything in our life is spiritual. You just think that your tire went flat. At just this moment, when you, were, when you were at the point to where you were thinking, if one more thing goes wrong, I'm throwing in the towel. Can I just tell you today, I'm not trying to like over-spiritualize everything, but I, that's spiritual. You're going to have to win the war in the spiritual. You're going to have to fight. If you want to get in, you're going to have to fight. There's stuff going on in the spiritual realm that we don't see and we don't completely understand, but I'm telling you, it's spiritual. The fact that you're discouraged about where you thought you would be right now at the beginning of the year and you're not there yet, that's spiritual. That's the enemy trying to tell you that it's not going to happen. And we've got to win the war in the spiritual. I want to get the worship team to come back up. It's time to ask ourselves here today, Am I ready to get in on what God is about to do? Am I ready to get in? Come on, just, just in, your, in your heart and in your mind right now, you need to ask yourself, am I ready to get in on what God is about to do? Am I at the place right now where I'm ready? I'm ready to get in. I want what God has for me, and I'm going to get in on it. And today is a turning point for me. Are you ready? Because you gotta, you got to be ready. You've got to be ready. I, I believe that no one is excluded from what God is going to do. God is no respecter of person. He's not going to just do something over here and just leave you hanging off by yourself, doing whatever you think you need to do. 
that God has a plan and a purpose and it's good for every single one of us. Everybody. Everybody. It's perfect. It's good. It's exactly where you need to be. It's exactly where you'll be the most fulfilled. And God has full life ahead of you. He has full life just right here waiting on you to make the decision that I'm going to get in. And I'm going to pray more during this season. I'm going to worship more during this season. And I'm going to intercede more during this season. So are you ready to get in? Is your marriage worth you getting in? Are your kids worth you getting in? Are your relationships, your job, your career, everything else in your life, is it worth you getting in? Or, or here's what I believe is going to happen, and this is why I believe God brought those, those memories back to me. Because I believe that if we're not ready to make the decision to get in, there's going to be, there's going to be a time where we're going to look and we're going to say, I wish I'd have waited in line for three hours for that ride. I, I wish that I'd have just paid what I needed to pay to get in on that when I when I when it was when the door was open. I'm not telling you this is a door that's open, it's gonna close, and if you want blessed, you gotta get in now, and if you're not ever gonna be blessed again in your life. That's not what I'm saying. But I believe that something there, there's something that God wants to do that is that is for this season. And and I want you to get in. I want you to get in. I don't want you to be standing off to the side thinking, man, what would have happened if I would have gotten in? What would have happened? I feel like I missed out on something because I wasn't willing to, to, to do what God was telling me to do to get in, to get what God had for me. So I want you, I want, oh, I want you to get in. I'm getting in. I'll just tell you right now, I'm getting in on what God has for me and what God wants to do in this church, what God wants to do in your life, what God wants to do in my family. I'm getting in. So the question is, are you getting in? And let's do this. Let's just, let's just be bold today. Can we just be bold today? If you're here today and you're making the decision right now, you've asked yourself that question. You say, you know what? It's worth it to me and I want to get in. Will you just stand up right now? It's worth it to me and I want to get in. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to worship when I don't feel like worshiping. I'm going to stand in the gap for people in my life that I know need Jesus. And it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to come easy, but can I tell you that the reward will be worth it. When you see that person sitting next to you in church, and they pray that prayer, and they accept Christ, and their life is transformed, it'll be worth it. When your financial needs are met, and God just pours out provision on you because you did what he asked you to do, it'll be worth it. So don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. I want to invite our prayer team to come down. This is what I want to do today. We're going to sing one final song. And if you've been going to church here for a little while, you know this song. It's called There is a Cloud. And the chorus of this song says, it, it simply says three words. We know four words. I can't even count. We receive your rain. And I want you today to make the decision. This is, this is your moment right now. If you're receiving what God is about to give you, then I want you I want you to worship even if you don't feel like worshiping. You're standing here right now and I don't even know what we're doing and why are we standing and I don't I, what is going on here? 
I'm just telling you that this is, this is a turning point moment where we can declare right now that we receive his reign. We receive his blessing, his favor, provision, everything that we need, he has it. Everything that we need, he has it. If you need, during this next song, if you need prayer for anything, we invite you to come down for prayer. We have people on both sides of the stage that want to pray with you. We want to believe with you and agree with you. Anything going on in your life, anything. You just say, I I want somebody to pray with me about this. I don't really know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I want somebody to pray with me about this. Then you're, you're invited to come down during this next song. God, I thank you. I thank you for this next season. I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for what you're about to do in our hearts, in our lives, as we make the decision, as we make the decision today to get in on what you have for us. And God, as we sing this next song, this last song, we make it a declaration in this place today that we receive your reign, we receive everything that you have for us, and we're getting in today. In Jesus' name, amen.